The river rolls with a sudden force. Thunder erupts. But the merfolk and the sea elves that live in the heart of the town look up confused at a cloudless sky. The small turbulence in the water becomes a shockwave. And for the first time in decades, the lip of one ship touches another. A sea elf and a gill-necked merman working for the ferry exchange confused, worried looks. But there's no time for questions. The explosion roars. Their barge is dashed apart. The merman comes to deep underwater. Wood falls from the river's surface like perverse rain, and with it, the unconscious body of his sea elf friend. He darts forward, shaking the disorientation from his head as best he can, and moments later, he drags his friend to the concrete pier. Behind him, black smoke belches into the sky, and a schooner gulps its way to the bottom of River's Mirror. Across town, two halflings move to a round window on the north side and gaze out. They were negotiating with a pair of tattooed humans when the explosions began ringing out across town. What in the world's going on? Asked the bright-eyed halfling on the left. He'd joined the gang only months prior. And he's excited. The work he's doing for the community, sure, it's rough, sometimes. But he sees the respect in people's eyes for him now. He sees how his work, bloody and necessary, secures the well-being of the other halflings in the city. The other halfling finally replies. He says, It's treason. The humans move in to scoop up the body. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Thieves Camp Podcast. I'm your host and dungeon master, Bartholomew Click. I wanted to pop in before the podcast starts and thank you for tuning in. I also wanted to apologize for the strange update schedule and say that we're working on making it more regular as we go, but the learning process has put bumps in the road that we weren't really expecting. I also wanted to note that uh, if you're disappointed in the sound quality, but you're interested in the story, well, stick around because... So far, I've been working from the same two audio recordings that we made months and months ago. And as we've been going, the quality of these recordings is getting better. But we haven't reached those sound files yet in the editing. I have episodes and episodes and episodes of this recorded. I just don't have them edited yet. So stick around, and I promise we all get a lot smarter with how we use the space around the microphone. I also wanted to invite you to come see Zachary and I, the creators of Thieves Can't Comic and uh, the hive mind behind the podcast, to come talk at Common Ground Coffee in Fort Scott, Kansas this weekend, Saturday, April 28th at 11.30 a.m. Again, we're going to be at the Common Ground Coffee House and we're going to be talking about how to write for our favorite tabletop RPGs. Without any further ado... I'm going to send us right into the podcast. Thank you so much. You guys leave the warehouse, uh, literally hot-footing it out. Smoke is billowing out of the wreckage of the doorway that you've left through. That explosion was bigger than you initially thought. The fire is pouring out of the windows. You saw a cloaked figure 
getting out of the top level and kind of catting down, cat burglaring down, and you've led out uh, one of the lead goons, Chansey, in, in manacles. A low fog drifts over the nearby river, and the halflings that were outside are gone. Okay. Um, you hear a distant cry of, Fire! Fire! Well, we need to beat feet. Mm-hmm. Also, the cloaked figure. I don't recall seeing the cloaked figure before. I think you were the only person that actually saw the cloaked figure uh, in character, because I think I rolled really low on that perception check. Yeah, there was a halfling hiding in the rafters when you okay. first got there, and then there was a uh, you saw him kind of slink away when the fight started, and now he's trying to get out of the building. <laughs> so this cloaked figure is halfling-sized. Good. Cloaked figure is clearly a halfling. Wanting to confirm that. And our buddy here is still conscious? Yes. He was under the effects of a command spell. You ordered him out and then manacled him against his wishes. Okay. I suggest we cast cast sleep on him. I did air quotes around cast for mm. the uh, yep. listening audience. <laughs> Angela, do you have a sleep spell? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure I actually have a spell slot anymore. Yeah. Okay, well... I'll cast it. I grab his head. <laughs> All right, that's a grapple check. He's at disadvantage. <clears throat> What's the check? He won. <laughs> what did you roll? Six. All right, so the bandit, uh, as Lake Blade goes to reach for the bandit's head, uh, Chansey's head, Chansey ducks underneath him, bull rushes you, knocks you away, and is fleeing towards the river. Uh, can I <laughs> grab him before he gets away if I see that he's bull rushed? Yeah, that'll be contested athletics. I do have a spell slot. I could cast sleep. Since uh, I don't have advantage, he's just at disadvantage. He's at disadvantage. All right. Well, I rolled a 12, then. Uh, you catch him. You you barrel into the back of him. You've got him pinned to the ground. Okay. All right. I pull out my bow. <laughs> and I'm so, going... so Alan has leapt into Clancy and, and pushed him into the ground of the dockside. You're just watching all of this, Ansela? I was going to cast a spell. And then the intern jumped. <laughs> it was a good intern. I'm sorry, that's my job. Good job, intern. Good job. <laughs> so, out of character, you can cast sleep. Would you rather I cast sleep? Well, I mean, as long as we get a short rest, I could cast it again. Well, I'm going to put arrows in him until he stops moving and then stabilize him. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, I can, I can do spare the dying. All right. can trip. So. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> Kill him first, I guess. Oh, the creepy things the D&D magic system allows for. <laughs> I will point out, per DM Errata, uh, it is at my leisure whether or not he gets death saving throws. Mo- most monsters die at zero HP. <laughs> yeah, but you said he had a bunch of HP. So <laughs> Also in the player's handbook, it says any time the player can choose to do subdual damage. All right. With arrows. With arrows. I don't know how it works, but rules as written, man. Jiminy, excellent. I'm switching dice. What did you roll, and what were you trying to do with that roll? Oh, he's pinned. I probably have advantage. What were you doing with the roll? Putting an arrow in him. Well, that one missed. You do have advantage, though. Why Why did I use the same why dice? Why did you use orange again? I'll talk! I'll talk! He says as the second arrow clips the uh, concrete next to his head. Well, that's handy. I'm I'm glad he's going to (laughs) talk. You fucking insane elf! Fucking Sylvan scumbag! 
Sorry. Uh, he's he's a little intense. So Lake Blades, you, what you were watching is Lake Blades stood over this man and fired an arrow right next to his head. And missed. <laughs> what do I pay you for? Maybe he missed on purpose. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. There's no way I missed on purpose. The next one's going into your head. Intimidation check. <laughs> Yes, keep rolling that dice. No, he he, he picked not orange this There time. we are. What's your intimidation? Twelve. Uh, I should have let the face do that. Uh, <laughs> you, have, you have tried to intimidate him. His, his cursing hasn't let up. He is still calling you every foul word that a halfling can think of. You're a fresh mushroom. You're a well-groomed toenail. Not fresh. You're, you're all the worst things that a halfling can think of. I am skipping breakfast. <laughs> so the situation is you have this guy pinned yes. next to the river. You hear the fire, uh, the fire squad coming. Yes, we need to probably leave. Yes. I don't want to leave him here, but I also would really prefer him not barking. Mm. I gotta sleep. All right. Although I think it affects... Zach, too, doesn't I it? run away as soon as she says that, just as hard as I can. <laughs> How many hit points do you have? Because I have three. That one. I mean, I have him held down right now. <laughs> yeah, but sleep is an area, and it starts with yeah. the lowest hit points. Yeah. So, And I know he's got more hit points right, than I do. But it's got 78 hit points <laughs> that it can affect. That'll definitely put me up. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to carry Barry, too. Well, we're, Sorry, go we're going to assume that you know how your spells work, and uh, he was pretty banged up from the fire, so the bandit... Uh, so Chansey falls asleep. Okay. Didn't you cast it? Yes. I thought I had to roll. Okay. Fine. 16. 24. Thank you. <laughs> 24. I think one more, right? Two more. One more. No. 28. 28 hit points? Uh, he's asleep. Okay. What about Alan? No one else is asleep. Everyone else got far enough away. Okay. What is your strength and athletics? My strength is plus one. My athletics is plus five. Okay, I'll carry him. <laughs> it's a 20-foot radius, so it was very easy for you to make it a safe spot for the spell to go off. All right, so you have an unconscious thug and a guy kind of watching you from the back as this goes down. You're, you've never stopped been... Uh, Lake Blade has never stopped being aware of this entity watching you. So the hooded figure is still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, have you told us about the hooded figure? Um, at this point, I will, because we need to make it out of here and we need to not get tracked. Mm -hmm. So how much do you think this guy weighs? Uh, he's a halfling, so maybe 100 pounds, dripping wet. That's a heavy hat, but he does have like 60 hit points. Um, I cannot actually carry him without Like I said, Barry's I'll, I'll carry him. Yeah. Alan's going to carry him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Alan, Barry, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys make it there as best you can. I'm going to deal with somebody make watching our tail. Make it where? Somewhere safe. Preferably not the office. But then how are you going to know where we are? 
I'll find you. I'm smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a look of consternation on Alan's face. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what I would like to do is turn, fire an arrow at the cloaked figure, and then make a stealth check. Okay, give me an attack roll, and I guess everyone roll initiative. Mm. Well, because, I mean, we gotta... Get or I guess you two are leaving, can. so yeah. no, it's just him. Yeah, yeah I'm, running. I'm drawing the attention and then going away. No, not that die. <laughs> not that die. No, stop being... Superstitious, because that's a three <laughs> plus seven. All right, give me the stealth ten. check. Let's go to orange. It was a warning shot. <laughs> what? Okay. They're all warning shots. They are. Okay, that's an eight. So 17. Uh, you are hidden, but your arrow flew off into the river. I'm completely with okay with that. I don't need... It. I didn't miss by that much. I mean... <laughs> He, he went over his head and then from there into the river. That's fair, I suppose. Okay. And I would like to, by the time I think I'm out of his range, track those two. I know what direction they went. It shouldn't be that hard. All right. So uh, where? So let's cut over to Alan and Ansela. What are Alan and Ansela doing? You guys I'm following beat, you because you're the boss. And you're you're carrying an unconscious bandit and you're beating feet to where? I guess an abandoned warehouse somewhere. That okay. Ansela might know about. So I'm gonna need a survival check at disadvantage from you. Um, the streets are unfamiliar when they're bathed in fog and and black smoke. Ah. Oh. Nat 20. It's a disadvantage. Come on back. Still good. 14. No survival bonus. No. Really? You have a, a zero for wisdom? Yep. <laughs> All right. You you find a back alley, which is a bit clearer uh, to see in. You're smart enough not to just try random buildings to see which ones are abandoned, but the attention is on the fire. The people are running towards the smoke, not away from it. And it's about when you see that the third or fourth person rush past the alley, you realize no one's going to be paying attention to you back here because that's when you hear the secondary and tertiary explosions. Woo! We're in so much trouble. We didn't do anything. No, we We weren't even there. (laughs) Um, So, Lake Blade, give me a survival check at disadvantage. That is 19. Nice. At disadvantage? Yeah, plus 7. Ah, awesome. Yeah, the Scout Rogue class is ridiculous. Hmm? So you are um, setting up in this alley, I guess, or at least you've put your load down, Alan. You've, you've, you have put down the gangster Chansey. Clancy or Chansey? Chansey. Chansey. You've put down Chansey uh, in this clearing when Mr. Lakeblade reappears in the mouth of the alley, which is closed off, by the way. One way in, one way out. There's a brick wall on the other side that looks like it would be tough to scale. A, a pair of uh, wooden doors into what appears to be a bakery 
on your left, and a sheer wall on your right with windows in the second story, but none on the bottom floor. This is not going to be a great place to nope. uh, post up, but for the moment, at least. Well, do you, Lake Blade, know of any better places? That's a good question. I suspect I would. Should I roll for that? <laughs> uh, you you would know several places just off the top of your head. That's not a thing Lake Blade would have to roll for. He knows the seedy parts of the city. Um, and you know a guy who would keep quiet about this. You trust him. He, he owes you a lot. Uh, you're willing to bet he would let you use the basement of his little uh, uh, shoe repair shop. And about how far away is... Ten minutes. That's not bad. Sleep will probably wear off by then, but... I don't know how long sleep lasts. I don't have sleep on my spell sheet, so I can't... It's it's on my spell sheet, but it doesn't say. It doesn't have a duration on it? One hour or woken, probably. Duration, one minute. One minute? The bandit is already awake. Okay. It's a matter of... I am assuming that at this point you have taken measures to keep his mouth shut with gags and such. Duct tape! Dirty mm-hmm. socks. Goes all the way around the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. They'll well, be they'll be focused on that for a little bit. Uh, do you have some place we could go around here? Yeah. Yeah, Jerry owes me some favors, and his bar's quiet, or basement is quiet. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, let's beat feet there. Um, Lead the way. Will do. All right, you've gotten your bearings, so that's not a check. You just find yourselves there ten minutes away. And go ahead and give me an active perception check. Everyone? Um, everyone at disadvantage okay. except Lake Blade. Ten. Eleven. Five. All right. Some fantastic rolls. <laughs> it's an uneventful the, the trip. Smokes of the, the smoke of the fire has mixed with the low mist that frequently comes off of the river and leaches into the city and has made the streets especially um, difficult to see through. But you arrive at uh, Joe's place. We're going to go with a bar. Since that's going to be the better. I thought it was audio. Jerry. Jerry? Yeah. yeah. Jerry? Well, yeah, it, it could be one. You of arrive those. at Joe Jerry's bar. <laughs> uh, Joe Jerry's is a stout half a half it's, elf. It's Joe's bar, but Jerry's the manager. <laughs> Wasn't his other friend that he asked for work named Jeff? <laughs> Joe, Joe Jerry, Jerry and Jeff. Jeff. They're yeah. brothers. Jeff, Joe, Jerry. <laughs> Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. It's an alliterative family. Oh, my. <laughs> so you arrive at Joe Jerry's bar, and. It's empty this time of day, and um, this stout-looking half-elf looks up as Lake Blade enters, and you guys follow after him and says, My God, what this time, Lake Blade? Um, did you hear about that halfling warehouse that exploded? I mean, I heard it explode. Was it a warehouse? Yes. Oh, we thought it was a ship. No, just a bunch of spices. Oh, well, there was cannon fire. Oh, joy. I'm glad we weren't there. Yeah. Um, Isn't that what those explosions were? No. We assume no. (laughs) I feel like there might have been something other than spices in that warehouse. Yeah, because that spell I cast was not fire. It shouldn't have exploded like that. Well, I don't make a judgment one way or the other. I think those two should... You two fully capable of asking this nice halfling gentleman some questions. I'm going to be about. Well, it's the intern's job to interrogate. All right. (laughs) But that, too? 
already, I already do the look, look, accounting. Look, I the will supervise, the... okay? Oh, okay. I trust you, ma'am. All right, cool. Well, I trust you too, Alan. So, so the half-elf, who is apparently Joe Jerry... Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing in here? What's going on? No one told me. Okay, Joe, come here. We're going to walk. We're going to talk. Everything's going to be okay. Don't touch me, Lake Blade. You're made of germs. Can we That's borrow rude. your basement? <sighs> Who's asking? Me. And I smile real big and pretty because I have a 20 charisma. Give me that persuasion check. <laughs> also, most people think she's a dragonborn. That so. will come into play. Um, <laughs> so, 25. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, your draconicness. I uh, I didn't recognize. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not Mr. Chen. Who are you? I am Ansela Arak of the Fading Dream. I guess the Dragonborn can have my basement. Um, late we only late? need it for yes. like an hour. What What are you doing to me? I'm not doing anything. Why are you ruining my life, Lake Blade? Oop. Everything's gonna wow, be okay. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> I promise it won't explode this time. Uh, All right, so you guys have access to his basement. (laughs) It could very much explode. Which is full of barrels of wines and ales and other things. And apparently it has a chance of exploding. (laughs) Really everything has a chance of exploding. I mean, you roll a one on the dice, anything can explode. (laughs) I'd like to scale this wall. One, it explodes. (laughs) Okay, before the interrogation, I would like to check with Joe Jerry to see if there are any secret passageways or other entrances in and out of his basement. It's a bar, Lake Blade. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I know you for a reason. Speakeasies It's a bar, Lake Blade. Okay. Yeah, speakeasies do exist. (laughs) Maybe you got an underground spice railroad. (laughs) (laughs) The spice way. The spice must flow. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Okay. (laughs) The spice ways closed decades ago. Well, while they start in, uh, the investigation, I'm going to peruse the bottom area for secret passageways, and then if I find none, I'm going to find a nice place to stealth in case somebody comes in and just keep watch. Through the main entrance? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea in case that guy's still following us. Okay. So you want me to roll now? I or want just... you to roll an investigation check for the basement and then a stealth check. Okay. Uh, investigate. That's twenty for the investigation. It's a it's a bar, like Blake. Good, good. And then <laughs> stealth is. Uh, while you're looking around the basement, there are barrels of expensive, very varying ales of ales of varying expense in the basement. There are all the things that you would expect. Back to, to run a bar fairly well, and, and nothing to suggest that uh, Joe Jeff, Joe Joe Jeff, Joe Jerry, Joe, Joe Jerry. Jerry, and nothing Jeff to suggest Jerry that Joe Jerry brain. has uh, stopped being on the up and up since you last met him. Okay, and that's a sixteen on stealth. All right, you're just sitting there with a the newspaper in the bar, <laughs> <laughs> a little hole through it, as I can see. Yeah. Alright, so Ansela so, and Alan have gone down into the basement. Yes. Um, yes, we And have. you've got your struggling captive. Uh, Alright, ma'am, I'm gonna need you to make sure he doesn't get away while I do uh, the, the truth thing. Okay, well, we've tied him to a chair, so I think he's good. Alright, so we have him tied to a chair in the basement. Alright, so Alan is preparing his own of truth ritual, and... Uh, Mr. Lakeblade, give me a perception check. 
Yeah, 21. That cloaked figure walked by the restaurant, um, saw you, and then just kind of walked across. He didn't get out of your eyesight. He just walked across the street and leaned against the wall. He's waiting for something. He wants you to know that he's following you. Meanwhile, uh, another uh, group, two really tall, buff figures kind of strolled past and looked inside and apparently didn't see what they wanted, but they looked like they're from out of town. And they were coming from the way you had been going and maybe you're just maybe you're just on edge from what's happened but are there two groups following you mm-hmm. something you're going to keep in mind all right 10 minutes past your zone of truth ritual is ready and prepared how does the spell work uh, the zone of truth is a 15 foot radius all that enter it are unable to lie charisma save versus 14 dc all right. He'll know if he... Uh, I am aware if they saved or not. Yeah. They did not save. Yeah. And the creature is aware it cannot lie. Uh, it lasts for ten minutes. So... Oh, you fucking brought a cleric down here. Hey, I like my intern. Oh, I'm thinking about you, putting his name on the board. <sighs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I would like to point out that uh, the board for the AAC, there is, there's a space there where Lake Blade's name is sometimes. <laughs> and she'll, like, hang it up when she when he's worthy, and then he'll take it back down so it's just uh, a rock. Yeah, when he says something stupid, I take it down. <laughs> it's not there very often. <laughs> but you, you have ensorcelled Chansey, who is manacled and tied to a chair. All right. What kind of questions do we ask him? Well, we need to find out who um, uh, who put him up to turning over Ma Kelly's uh, shipments, first of all, because that was our job. That's true. I can't lie, but I don't have to talk. <sighs> all right, if you don't give me the answers to the questions I'm asking you, we're going to have a huge problem. And I cast Fae Presence, and my cobra hood goes up, and I go... And, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm intimidating him. Friend might be more effective. <laughs> All right, he, he is feared. This is important. Are you standing in or out of the zone of truth when you say that? I'm not in the zone of truth. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Besides, I have a charisma of, like, 20. I don't think I could fail. Uh, it's whether or not he understands that you're lying. Like, if you're in the zone of truth and you say, I will kill you, that's completely different if you say it. Outside the zone oh. of truth. Well, no, I can say that inside the zone of truth. I'm fine. Creepy. Okay. So, <laughs> well, we already know we can't let him leave alive, or yeah. he's going to tell Ma Kelly. <laughs> tell not Ma Kelly. The other people who are working with him, which but he might try to lie to Ma Kelly. All yeah. right. So there's there's some sputtering from the halfling, whose immediate reaction is a garbled mix between what the. What are you? And uh, that was a terrible Scottish accent. Yes. Yes. What are you? And uh, incoherent babbling as the Lovecraftian version of Ansela descends upon him. Uh, you, 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 you think he will talk. Okay. So what is the question? <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> uh, well, who are you and first what are you of all, for? <laughs> first of all, uh, who 
paid you to to turn over Ma Kelly's shipments. It was a human. I don't know his name, but he had a he has a tattoo. You can't fail to see it on on his two smallest fingers one seven, and on his big two on his big fingers three three. How aware are we of the white caps? Um, go ahead. Out of character, Meta, we know that that's the white cap thing. Yeah, we know that that's a white cap thing. He just told us we don't know what it's from. Alan. Well, the the halfling doesn't know. Yeah, the halfling doesn't know. Alan, uh, as a human, you are aware of the white caps. Like, fully. Or anything you read in the document, you know. Ma'am, that, that's that's a symbol for the, the white caps, that, that uh, anti-dragon racist, uh, like, gang. Oh. And their formal name is White Skull. White Skull, White Cap, yeah. Well, you call them White Caps, but their formal name is... You know that they would call themselves White Skull. Right. Uh, so, so, um, what does that, the... that's bad, because yeah. that's, that's like, um, they're, they're muscling for territory, uh, especially in the north end of the city, because they can't really break into the south that well, because, you know, Ma Kelly, but that's, um, that's, that's definitely a instigation between gangs. Yeah, that's going to start a gang war if we tell Ma Kelly. Going to start. Where have you been all morning? Ah, damn it. Um, I hate halflings. I just do. I just don't like rude. Them. They're very lovely people once you get to know them. Yeah, I'm not too not fond of you either, Scales. And I am inside I am inside the zone of truth, by the way. So <laughs> that is entirely truthful. <laughs> I mean, so he am I. He you slightly less. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut up. Is Lake Blade doing anything, or is he just watching this man watch him? The two muscular people have walked by. They walked by. Uh, they, you, there's a lot of space between you and them now. Okay. I fold up the newspaper. I set it down. And I gesture for him to come at me. Give me a persuasion check. This is going to go well. <laughs> hey, 16. All right. He, he looks both ways. And after what seems like way too much deliberation, begins padding his way across the street and, and into the bar. It's tall for a halfling, which is to say it comes almost up to your waist. Okay. Um, and he pulls back his hood, and he's got um, acid burns on his face. And... He uh, go he he gestures nervously up at where hair should be on the left side of his uh, head, and then he says, "You'll be after finding out what those explosions were about." I suppose. I would suppose. Sorry about the warning shot, by the way. I just uh, tried I, I, to keep you from being here. I noticed. I, I took great offense, but <laughs> you're working for who? I. <laughs> They requested we not throw their name about. But I'll tell you right now, I'm a loyalist to Miss Kelly. If you're trying to interfere with her business any more than others already are, you're not going to get very far. I'll make sure of it. I find these terms acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you find the conversational uh, dice in your favor. Sweet. So... Thank you for not taking pot shots at us while we were there. I'm really curious what 
Mall Kelly was smuggling through there, or if that was her smuggling that through there. She's just avoiding the tariff on coriander. No, no, coriander doesn't explode like that. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, that's my problem too. So you don't know, huh? No, I think I think my superior was uh, after a sabotage. I, I think there's someone working in the organization trying to supplant Ma Kelly. That, that's what I'm worried about too. I'm not fond of Ma Kelly, but she runs that end of the city and she runs it good. You'd not be fond of Ma Kelly. He, that was clearly sarcastic. <laughs> You, you just okay. read that off of him. Good. But, you know, she keeps the end of the city running, and that's what's important. Um, okay. So, I don't know what to ask him. Then we'll cut back to our interrogators while you think. Okay. Um, so, where... Where did you meet this this white skull, white cat fella? Our meeting place is the Mason Pits on the north end of town. It's where he pays me. It's it's where I meet him. If there's a message to drop off, that's where it'll be too. Would I know much about the gang structure? Like, is that near where their supposed like base of operations would be? White Skull is fairly fairly notorious, but no one has a good bead on their methodology. No one's sure where or how they meet. Okay. So, uh, they... Who else is working with the White Skulls, along with you? I know of about 45 others. In Ma Kelly's gang? Sweet Seth. What are we gonna do? Well, they don't They don't all know that they're working for that gentleman, but they, they know that they would prefer Dearmid to be in charge. Dearmid. I, I heard that mentioned in a conversation with a couple, a couple of your compatriots. You heard Chansey talking about a meeting with Dearmid, right. in fact. But uh, he was talking about this meeting with a couple of other halflings. Were they the ones that died in the explosion? As far as you're aware, they're di- they died in the explosion. Okay. Well, that's at least a couple more loose ends taken care of, theoretically. You know, Ancilla doesn't mind that they died, but out of character, this bothers me. I don't like the fact that we just killed people. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. Okay. You probably didn't kill anyone if the explosions were not your fault. Good. <laughs> Especially not that innocent dog. Oh, God, the dog. Both dogs. They were guard dogs. But they were doggos. They were Poor doggos. Um, it wasn't their fault. They were just trained that way. In fairness, one of them could have just been a mount. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> That's a common halfling mount. Um, Do we have anything else to ask? Uh, um... Where where was your meeting with this Deermid gonna be? It's tomorrow night, right? Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. And Deermid is going to be meeting with uh, the gentleman with the, the tattoos. Is Deermid another member of Ma Kelly's gang? Deermid is Ma Kelly's son. Oh. oh. Scandal. Ah, uh, that's really bad. Yeah. Seems like he might be angling to take over and using these white caps as his methodology for doing it. Yeah, that does seem that way. I can't imagine that they'll let him take it over, you know. Generally. Where Where's this meeting going to take place? He, he tells you again about the uh, Mason 
the mason pits. It's where the people who make bricks for construction in the city actually go to keep mining good mud. Okay. My suggestion out of character for uh, bricks and stuff Sorry. is that we need to pass this along to Ma Kelly oh, yeah. immediately. Yeah, absolutely. But doing so is going to be that much more difficult because we don't know how many of the people in her inner circle, especially if her son is one of them, Yeah, we don't know how many of the people in the inner circle are already turned. Well... Do we want to take Chansey with us? Oh, she'll kill me if you drag me in there. Oh, yeah, if she we'll knows what I've done. Of course. You can't just... I told you everything you wanted willingly! And I didn't say we wouldn't kill you. She's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes deadly silent. I mean, what now, do you expect me to do with you? you? You cut me loose on the edge of town, you never see me again. Well... I mean, are you... And he is still in the zone of truth. Yeah. Are you going to get out of Dodge? You're leaving town. You're going to have nothing else to do with any of this situation. I'll go to Endwater. You never hear me name again. He's going to Endor. Endwater. <laughs> said Endwater. Oh, my bad. <laughs> right. It is no longer safe for you in this town. You know this. He nods. He's is white, white-skinned. I mean, I'm cool with letting him go. He did try to kill us, though. A lot of people try to kill me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, is there anything else that we need to know that you know? <laughs> He's in a zone of truth. <laughs> he, he seems to be considering something, which suggests that he knows a thing, but that it might not be directly related. Okay. Persuasion. Oh, right. Yeah. I can persuade Miss Face, people. we yeah. need you. <laughs> it's Miss Seven to Charisma Checks. All right, Chansey. I can see you're deliberating on something here. You know, it might help our decision to let you go if you tell us what it is you're thinking about. It's it, her accountant. He's He's been on to Deermid for quite a few days. Not Trilby. He's my best friend. That or that might be a, a crying shame, then. Okay. What about her accountant? He knows something. I don't know what, but he, he's been on to Deermid, and he doesn't keep secrets real well, but he's convinced that he does. Oh, dear. And he's going to that meeting with Deermid. Oh, oh. That's a crying shame. So now we have to save Douchebag Trilby. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's Alan's best friend. I've known You're Trilby here. for years. <laughs> we could cut to me, though. We could cut to Lakeblade. Is Lakeblade thought of anything to say? Lakeblade has thought of some things to say. <laughs> All right. Swooshing sound. We're back up top. What is Lakeblade saying? So I'm guessing you have some idea of who I am. Yeah, you know, the former captain of the guard. Yes. And I apologize, but I don't recognize you. You might have recognized me five or six years back. Yeah? And Before uh, the accident? And he, he introduces himself as uh, Angus Goodbody. Angus Goodbody. That's a hell of a name. It is. I like that. It's a good name. That's a hell of a name. 
Do I recognize the name Angus Goodbody? Uh, he was a low-level thug in Ma Kelly's band that always managed to get away from you. Uh, occasionally, you you would hear of cops being bribed, and you suspect he was one of the people bringing money to the bad city guard. Okay. And I never rolled an insight check to see if I believed he was a loyalist. Sure, go for it. Uh, 19. You see no reason why he should be lying. Okay. Well, we're kind of grasping at straws here, and you appear to have some idea of what's going on. We have your boss downstairs. Just knowing me boss anymore, I suspect. That's really probably true. And I would like you to go down and have a chat with him real quick. So, right. Can I shoot him? Nowhere that'll kill him. Yet. All right. <laughs> okay. So what? So I leave him downstairs. So just as you you finish asking him uh, that last question, Lake Blade appears uh, on the stairs with a grimy looking halfling who looks like he got in a fight with something that was part lawnmower, part fire. Chancy, look, I made a friend. Lake Blade, you're yes. supposed to be like. Watching for people, and you just brought someone down. I found one. <laughs> you Good job, Hastings. Well done. <laughs> he made me. There wasn't much I could do. He made you. No, he, he figured out I was me and that we were here. Yes. No, wait, he made he, him. Like, I've work? been made. Oh, okay. Does yes. He, does he work for Miss Kelly? According to him. As best I can tell, he's telling the truth. Well, step inside Step inside, inside here. our circle. <laughs> so, the newcomer steps inside the zone of truth and is aware of what it is as he fails the check. Nice. And he kind of looks up at ye. Uh, up at Ansela and, and points with that quizzical eyebrow expression that's like, did you do this? Do what? He gestures at the floor. Do I look like a cleric? Uh, Alan uh, has raised his hand and has a, a look of just extreme enthusiasm on his face. <laughs> Angus nods in approval. So Angus... You don't know his name yet? Yeah. <laughs> I, I introduce him. Oh, okay. <laughs> With okay. a name like that, I can't know. <laughs> so, Angus. Aye? Who are you working for? <laughs> Miss Kelly. Okay, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, and I proceed to tell Angus the situation that uh, Chansey is working with the the White Caps in order to subvert uh, Ma Kelly's power in the South, and that there are a lot of high profile members of Miss Kelly's uh, gang that are helping him. I've currently left out the fact that one of them is her son. So. Wait, 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 wait. Angus, are you working with the White Caps? No, Mom. Okay. They're schoolma. They're what? Schoolma. They're jerks. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. They're the tilted top of a mushroom cop that's been under trod for a month. All right. That's really accurate. Actually. That's pretty poetic. Yeah. And uh, Angus looks at, at, at Chansey and says... Uh, Where'd you get all the fucking gunpowder, sir? And Chansey. Now, does this work for anyone? Any question he's asked? Or is it only if you ask it? No, it's, it's a zone in, of truth. It, yeah. it is a huge radius and anything that steps inside it. All right. And this this is where 
How long is the duration, by the way? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. So we should still be good. Um, and he's probably ritualing it back up right now. <laughs> uh, Ch- Chancy says that as far as he knows, they're being smuggled in bricks. Oh. How recently was that warehouse built? Um, well, the warehouse was made of wood on the outside, oh, okay. so the bricks would have been in crates or something. All right. That explains why they're meeting at the Mason place. Mm-hmm. All right. So do we think we have all the information we need? I think we've got about as much mm-hmm. as we can. Perception check only from Mr. Lakeblade. None of the other two of you are trained to see this kind of thing. Um, perception... 17. You are aware of the t- types of little daggers that halflings will carry uh, under their wrists. So they make a certain gesture and the dagger will slice out and come to about their middle finger. Yeah. And um, Mr. Angus has armed himself very discreetly. I'll tap his shoulder and remind him of the agreement. Was there an, ag- ag- an agreement? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Blade, what do you mean agreement? Well, you could uh, shoot him. An ans- know where that would kill him. In, uh, in response to what do you mean agreement, uh, Angus appears to punch um, Chansey in the kneecaps, one after the other. And then his hand is dripping blood, and you hear metal slide against metal, and he kind of shakes his uh, hand free while Chansey begins screaming. Oh, that's real unfortunate. I'm All a little right. bit better now. If you could please take Angus out of the basement. Thank All you right. so much for your help, Lakely. <laughs> this I is going to be so easy to interrogate him while he's screaming. Blood <laughs> is pooling in the circle of truth. We were pretty much done. Yeah, but we were going to let him go. You can yeah. still let him go. No, we can't. He can't walk anymore. Like, I can waste a first level cure wound spell on him. Well, yeah, because we said... <laughs> We said in the circle of truth that we were going to let him go, so we can't lie. Angus is chatting Lake Blade up on their way back. We thought it was cathartic. (laughs) Actually, I rolled a 25 for this spell save, so I could lie in the circle of truth. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Kind of felt good for me, too. I didn't. Rats need cot? Pesky wizards in hedges. Hedges too tall? Reach out to the Iraq Adventuring Consultancy today. No adventure too small, no task too tall. No offense intended to our halfling neighbors, of course. If you need help, come to our Southside offices at 42D Stubtoe Lane, just next to the Mushroom Bakery and the Violent Hobo. Are you talking about me in there? No, your gay, sorry, hang on. Stop in, give us the details related to your questing needs, and we'll get you a quote the same day or your money back. And thanks for listening to Thieves Cant Podcast. To see what we're up to, visit us at patreon.com slash thievescant or at ramen-empire.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of the AAC.